This week, we are once again proud to be sponsored by PE Passport, and we want to talk about their Dance to School initiative. About 18 months ago, they rewrote all of their dance plans and have now created an additional resource to plan and deliver dance to schools. You can teach, create and share unlimited dance content and also access online CPD either individually or as a whole school. The online CPD has had some fantastic feedback and you can get yourself set up by just going to dancetoschool.com. That's www.dancetoschool.com. It's brilliant for teachers like myself who can just about manage the Macarena after a few pints. This is going to help you deliver a much better dance curriculum for your pupils. Remember, you can get 10% off by going to primarypepassport.co.uk and quoting to Mr. P's. Hello and welcome to episode 82, season 4, episode 22 of Two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back for a special Bank Holiday Monday episode. It is uh, early May Bank Holiday. We are, well, not doing anything because the weather is absolutely dire. So we thought we'd uh, record the episode today um, so we can be nice and fresh rather than after another full day at school. Plus, it's a great way of procrastinating instead of actually getting on with some lesson planning. So uh, why is it? Why is it? We've got to start with that question. Why is it when you get a bank holiday, the weather is absolutely terrible? Absolutely terrible. I mean, it happens so often. I mean, the, way, the rain today is just relentless. You can't do anything. I took the dog on a walk before, got absolutely drenched. Um, and I walked past the Nags Ed, you know, the pub on the, on the, on the roundabout there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just one lonely man <laughs> just tucking into a Guinness. There was nothing that was be- coming between that old man and his Guinness as he was just, you know, having a little bit of a burn outside. Just uh, that's when you know times, t- <laughs> times are yeah, hard and you just get soaked wet not, through. <laughs> not where you want to be on the May bank holiday, no. getting drenched. Having a having a ciggy with a Guinness. I mean, that's that's you know, as the wanted once said, how do you know? How do you get it from an old time low? I'm in pieces. <laughs> oh god. And I feel sorry for those people. This is where, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how the, the those teachers who are really organized and they'll be able to get the dates in and, and book places. Well, actually, it's come back to bite you in the backside because I'm sure there's plenty of people who have booked for a few drinks today with the mates, and now they're just getting absolutely soaked. So uh, mm. uh, just to book for somewhere that has heaters and a cover up, so that's what I'd say. That's what I'd say. So how's your week been, Adam? Yeah, it's been good. Um, busy week at school. I'm sure everyone will, uh, you know, second. It's just obviously all go... Uh, but it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's crucial. I mean, we've not yet had a wet play. I think we've just managed to kind of, you know, get out. I think towards the end of last week, it started getting a little bit miserable. Um, and then it was my little girl's fifth birthday on uh, Saturday, just gone. So Isla turned five. And uh, yeah, so I went to Chester Zoo on Saturday. Um and yeah, so it's just, it's kind of just been, it's not been relaxing in 
in any way. No. Like I am. When you were saying about like, oh, so we're fresh. I was thinking, I'm not. <laughs> I am so far away from fresh. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's one of them. It's been so nice, and Isla's had such a good birthday. And I feel sorry for her because you know she's her fourth birthday was right. You know, plum lockdown plum, 2020. Yeah, lockdown, and then this one is still kind of locked down and, yeah. uh, you know, she's unable to have a, she's finally in school with a class and she's not been able to have a party yet. Um, but to be fair, you know, she doesn't really know anything different. So yeah, yeah. as long as yeah. she's got all the, as long as she's got all the Disney princesses, but that's the thing. I've, I've just been doing bare tea parties, just, just <laughs> loads of Disney princess tea parties. Which and must good be frustrating is, for you because you don't drink tea. <laughs> it is it's highly frustrating but you know pour a little bit of fruit shoot in the cups and then i'm I'm all good to go but um <laughs> you know what's good for isla is obviously her daddy can do some voices do you know yeah. what i mean it's like when you know she's got the she's got i think her name's merida the brave the brave yeah, the yeah, one out of yeah. pixar's brave and, and obviously isla's just like yeah then it's just like yeah you may take our lives <laughs> you know, but um <laughs> Who gets the Boris treatment? Jasmine, just um, Boris. Ariel. <laughs> no, it's Beast. I want to be part it's of beast. your world. <laughs> uh, so, so Aladdin, we've got uh, uh, 10,000 things to see. Uh, <laughs> every moment, a uh, red letter. Uh, yes. Um, but yeah, so it's just been... Ariel can be Tyson Fury. Hey, Sebastian, big dosser. Yeah. I've come to fat. Get me, get me my legs, dosser. <laughs> Elsa's Jon Snow. Let it go, bastard. <laughs> I've got a nice palace, bastard. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I've, I say I'm good at voices, but every character is just a weird celeb I can do the voice of. Pocahontas is just like, John Smith, get down. These are my tortillas. <laughs> 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 Isla, like, Daddy, they, they don't sound like princesses. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry, babe. Um, <laughs> so I've got in my locker. <laughs> Good job it's not yeah. me, though. Good job it's not me, because you'd be nowhere. <laughs> it's like, where's she from? <laughs> um, yeah, no, so it, 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 obviously anyone who has, and you'll know this, having yours, it's just... This is so different now, and it like you know we're we're thirties, and yeah. you know I think when you get Mid-30s. past, I think when you get past twenty one, really it's kind of like oh it's my birthday again. You know twenties are okay because you're kind of still going out on the on the smash, uh, but like when you're like thirty now, you know your birthdays come and go. You know you get cards from family, and the cards are empty now, and you know I'm not being I'm not being like, you know harsh, but the cards are empty now. So, you know, it is what it is. And I always feel like now, so, I just want to curl up and die. <laughs> What's the point? I always, feel, I always feel as well that you can tell that people don't care or that people have forgotten when the plum card warehouse sticker is still on the back of your card. <laughs> the 69P you know I mean? sticker. The 69, well, no, I mean, you're lucky to get a 69P one. <laughs> I firmly get 39P is now. Um, yeah. And like, you know, so, but when, I mean, Isla was just bouncing. I mean, it was like from about a week, a week ago, it was like seven sleeps and six sleeps. And every time she's getting up and it's, it, you know, it does keep you kind of, 
it, well, it makes you excited and and you know yeah. we set the table up on friday night we had these uh, these big balloons it's funny we 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 uh, kim got these balloons from uh, a woman that she works with's daughter um so she got this big disney princess balloon <laughs> then she got this massive number 5 yeah. like that was on top of like a, a you know like a bit of a balloon display kind of thing so yeah. it was like a stand and you know when you've got a five-year-old girl but then when you've got a two-year-old little boy and you know what max is like he's just a wreck-it-ball he yeah. just he, he is just ridiculous so isla comes in like oh my god oh my god look at the balloons max comes in and you can just see him looking around just kind of like <laughs> What can I f up here? <laughs> and then he just, and then he goes, he goes bounding after the number five. Basically, takes it down. The five comes off the little like balloon stand it's on, and yeah. Isla's just like my balloons. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> tears in the opening ten seconds. Max, get out. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, no, it was a, it was a good one to be fair. It was a, it was, it was fun. But what yeah, about yourself? You're right what you're saying, though. You're right what you're saying about when you hit 30s. No one no one really, uh, it's just not the same. It's like, you know, I said last week, it was my birthday on the Wednesday after we recorded. And obviously, yeah. um, you know, your close family make a bit of a fuss. But honestly, no one would have known it was my birthday in school had it not been for the Costco brownies. It's like you purposely bring in those cookies in just to remind people like it was my birthday yesterday that's the only way people are like who who brought in these cookies it's like oh, it was lee's birthday yesterday and they're like oh happy birthday like that that was my Thursday. like just oh happy birthday like uh but i got a nice surprise yesterday so um to be fair wait wait you're saying that i know for a fact you went into school with a birthday hat and banner like hey guys <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, a birthday hat which is a cake which is a cake with yeah. a little button that lights up and sings happy birthday. Yeah. Nah. Don't uh, and then someone's like, Can't ruin was, it, do. was it your, was it your birthday? Was, was it your birthday <laughs> by chance? There's something different about you. Um, but no, yesterday, Claire, I got, I took the kids to rugby. Um, and then when I came back, Claire had uh, surprised me with this like um, dome in the back garden. Uh, All so right. I, th I think it's a new company local to us. Uh, called All A Dream. Yeah, they're called All A Dream. So all dot a dot dream events. Um, and they do like these garden domes. So it's like a see-through little pl sort of plastic dome. And then you can choose whether you have like um, an outdoor eating sort of like table and you can have your dinner out there. Or we got it set up as an outdoor cinema. So it was like big projector screen, loads of like cushions and throws and everything. Um, and we just sort of chilled in, <laughs> chilled in there. The only downside was the projector doesn't work until it's dark. So we couldn't actually watch anything until nighttime. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, but they had like a popcorn maker. Kids absolutely loved it. Kids were in it all day. It was, it was pretty class. But, um, <laughs> but I sort of put on my Instagram, I uh, did a little video and it's like, guys, just been treated to this. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this and I'm not going to lie. It brought me so much joy. Please let me take over at this point. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> so if you saw Lee's Instagram yesterday, he's kind of like, you know, obviously came home from rugby buzzing, saw this like igloo and he's got, oh, I've got this igloo. You know, it's amazing. Look at all these comfy chairs, the big screen. 
We've got Man United playing Liverpool in a little bit, followed by the line of duty finale, under the stars, kind of like, life doesn't get, <laughs> life doesn't get better, baby. And then the Man United game got called off. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last line of duty episode was the worst line of duty episode <laughs> in the history of line of duty. <laughs> well, oh. the thing what the thing was initially, the de- delayed kickoff to United Liverpool was a blessing because I thought, well, we can't watch it. It's too light. So if it goes for like maybe a half, seven, eight o'clock kickoff, I'll be able to watch it. But then obviously you'd get the clash with line of duty. But the line of duty was fine. Yeah. Um, and we watched the film before it outside, which was which was good. But yeah, line of duty. It's a funny one, the line of duty thing, isn't it? Because like obviously, it was. I think most people agree it was a little bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it? Do we need, the, the to, sort of... give, do we need to give spoiler alert? Here, oh yeah, we best that actually because I've just been picked up on that on Instagram because I posted something that yeah I didn't give that. So yeah, if you if you've not watched the the last episode of Line of Duty, you can uh, yeah pause now or skip forward or whatever. So. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of an anti-climate. I, I put a tweet out which I, th- I thought summed it up well. It was sort of like you know when you're you're reading some of your pupils' work, you're marking away. A child's nailed everything. I mean, the opening is brilliant. The vocabulary is ambitious. They've got conjunctions. They've got confronted adverbials. They've got commas for clauses. Oh, it is hot stuff. I mean, they're on their way for a few dojo points, to say the least. It's coming to the climax of the story. You know it's in the grasp of being great depth. And then the child finishes with, and then it was all a dream. The end. <laughs> That's what it sort of yeah. felt like. But on, on, in defense of Line of Duty, you know, I think the problem with it is it's the way it gets built up on social media, I think, is what has created that anticlimax. And it seems to be happening more and more with TV shows. I don't know if you've you've noticed this yourself, but you know when something grabs people's attention and it becomes a bit of a meme? I mean, for weeks we've been posting memes about it. We've been doing all sorts. And people start creating the theories. And, and then you start reading these theories and you're like, oh my God, that'd be amazing. And then... Line of Duty can't do anything about it because they've already written it, they've shot it, it's in the can. And I think the reason that it becomes an anticlimax is you've built this level of expectation from everything you've seen online that you're expecting something that can't ever really live up to your expectations because whatever you anticipate will be different to what. So whether you liked that ending yesterday, there's obviously people who didn't like it. Whereas if it would have been someone else, if it had been well, I won't go into it, that you liked, there'd have been loads of other people who would have gone, oh, that's too far-fetched. So you're never going to be yeah, able I to think, win, I think. So I think it's, it, it's it, I agree with that. It's tough. And at the end of the day, I, I feel like personally, I actually think it, um, I actually think it peaked probably around two weeks ago. I thought that's when it really was yeah. just absolutely amazing. And then it kind of, you know, I feel like it just kind of crawled to the finish. But, the only, you know, I think Kim, my wife, would compare it to kind of like our relationship. So obviously just absolute fire at the start. And with every week was just a new twist and just an amazing scene. And then it was just then just disappointment from there. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? You just, stick with it. You stick with it because it entertained you for a while. Yeah. And now it's just still yeah, love it. on its course. You, you still love it. And yeah. you've got to watch it again. And you're like, going to post about it. You're going to post about it on Facebook. Yeah. 
But, nah. it, but yeah, but well, I, I was thinking, I was stand it. I was thinking about it. Right, you take any sort of drama, any sort of long established that you know, Line of Duty is in its sixth series. What drama or thriller, anything like that, has actually had a really satisfying? Everyone agreed it was a great ending. Now, I was trying to think of this before, and i am put it out to anyone listening to get in on the group. And if you think there's an example, if you think there's a TV series. Now, I'm not including comedies here. Friends had a satisfying end. But that was a comedy. I think that's easy to do. When it's something that you, you're building up for a big reveal or it's you've got twists here, there and everywhere. What TV series has ever had a really satisfying ending? Because... I've enjoyed this series, A Line of Duty. I think it came at the right time. We talked about last week how, you know, the whole of the UK seemed to all, you know, Sunday night, nine o'clock, it just brought us all together, gave us a welcome distraction to the current situation we're in. And it's been great for that. And, and most of the series I've enjoyed, unlike Game of Thrones, you know, with Game of Thrones, that last season, the whole season I felt, ruined it and even recently Claire was like oh should we re-watch it again I'm like I don't want to re-watch Game of Thrones again because I don't want to then have to get that disappointment with that end season whereas I don't feel I'd have that with with Line of Duty but that's my challenge to anyone listening if you can think of a TV series that has a really satisfying end I want to know because I just don't think there is, there's always going to be people who are either disappointed or think it's not what they expected do you know what I mean it's, yeah no um, yeah I get it yeah um, do you know what? I, I was I was satisfied with the end of Desperate Housewives. Um the thing is, I've 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 started to re-watch Desperate Housewives, or say re-watch basically. Uh obviously I've seen it a good couple of times uh when I was I never younger. watched it. Oh I, I, you're a fool, you're an absolute <laughs> fool. Um for anyone listening, because someone messaged on Insta the other day and asked me, uh, you know, like, where are you watching Desperate Housewives? <laughs> Which I think is funny asking, just like me. <laughs> uh, got the inside scoop on the old Desperate Housewives. But it's actually on that new, uh, that star that's on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Desperate. And, and just fun fact, uh, they just added Armageddon. So it's nice. like that star is run by me. Because <laughs> um, they've got everything on there. And yeah, so basically I've watched um, Desperate Housewives a good couple of times. Had the DVD box sets, used to love it. And then, uh, then when me and Kim were kind of stuck for something to watch, maybe about two years ago, Desperate Housewives box set was on Sky. So I was like, oh, I'm happy to go through it again. So then we went through it and we got to like the end of season five. I think there's seven seasons, if my memory serves yeah. me right. And, uh, and then we then Sky just took it off. It's like the only time I've been like, you know, uh, on the front foot of like emailing someone. I emailed Sky like, excuse me, I was in the middle of uh, the Desperate Housewives box set. Have you got any specific date of when it's returning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that happened to and us with Friday. Night, I right? reached for the Sky. Um, and uh, yeah. So then obviously Disney Plus have got it back on. So we're back watching it. But I remember being like, I also think, when certain shows end, so I'm I'm thinking to myself like Sons of Anarchy, which I loved, Mad Men, yeah. which I loved, you know these kind of shows. I feel like you're that annoyed that it's over that you're yeah, never yeah. gonna be quite happy with the ending. Like you're not gonna be happy. Yeah, like you're not gonna I be remember satisfied. people. Went, 
yeah, people, you know, like going back to the Friends one, you know, I like the Friends ending. But again, though, I was I was annoyed because I was like, I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to watch it. more of it. It's like the end of an era, isn't it? It's, it's like with anything you get. But I think with, with a lot of things, and this is where social media doesn't always help because you get drawn in to it and it builds up and you probably have this over, your expectations are over what it probably needs to be. And so it tends to be a little bit more disappointing. I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, yeah, like I say, it was a bit like a bit of a, just fell a, fell a little bit flat. But, you know, like most things in life, when you really look forward to it, the best nights out you have ever are the ones you don't plan for. The ones that you just, you know, you go out and then you end up out, out. They're all, the nights where you plan it and you, you build up to it tend to always, they don't rise to the occasion. Do you know, that's what I like, the analogy I like to, to sort of use. Is, it's, but, it's, it's, it, it's so true. I mean, I remember... Um, I had, a, I had a Facebook status the other day with my mate Charlie, who's a, who's a listener. What's up, Charlie? Uh, <laughs> he, uh, we had a Facebook status saying, like, welcome to One Litre Friday. And One Litre Friday <clears throat> was a fantastic day because yeah. all it was, it was simple that anyone who had any sort of dough, we're talking like whatever dough you could get your hands on, you, you bought a litre, a litre of vod, a litre of gin, <laughs> whatever it was. And then you just sat around a table and smashed a liter. And then 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 that that, that was it. You, then it took you to where it needed to take you. You were either you were either out if you could make it out. You or were dead. either asleep. <laughs> you were either asleep. Yeah. Or, or like thundering. my mate Mark. My mate Mark, who we've not seen since uh one liter Friday 06. <laughs> um <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're so right that, that you know, you build up. I always think like you build up and build up and build up to a big night out. And then you get there and you're that hyped. It just kind of falls flat. But then the, the little renegade ones where you're like you don't have, I always, I'll tell you this funny one, right? I always remember, came home from work and Cockney John came back to mine on, on a Friday. This was, this was like, we didn't have kids. I think me and Kim were engaged or married, but. Uh, Cotton John came back and uh, obviously he'd, he'd split up from his wife and, and he'd uh, he was basically you know single ready to mingle bruv and uh, he was just like we were sat there and I said you know you can't just be sitting here what, you know you're not going to you're not going to get with me because I don't find you attractive and neither does Kim <laughs> so I was just like you need to get out and he was like well let's go out then and I was like well yeah alright yeah. But then he was like, oh, bruv, none of your clothes are going to fit me. And I was like, true. Uh, they don't fit many people unless you're a walrus. Um, and uh, Or a primary school, a woolly mammoth. Uh, and so what I did was I got Kim to drive me to, uh, to uh, Selfridges at the Trafford Centre, which is obviously yeah. only a stone's throw away. I ran in. And and for 20 quid, I went to the Primark section, got him a pair of jeans, a T-shirt, and a pair of pumps. Because Cockney John's got tiny feet, people. <laughs> and um, brought his stuff back. And the funniest thing was, he was just like, bruv, I would never wear this. And I was like, it's, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You know, put it on. Yeah. So then he put the gear on, to be fair. <laughs> it was... 
it wasn't good choices from me. I mean, the <laughs> fact that he was trying to go out and pick, you know, meet someone. I got him like the cheapest pair of like denim flares and this like boot cut. Really, you know, you know, one of them classic like uh, Primark t-shirts where it was like a picture of Rihanna or something or like yeah, an yeah, album yeah. cover. <laughs> but the fit's not that nice. Yeah. Uh, I got him one of them. And then the, the classic Primark white pumps, which were like three dubs. And then you'd throw them after the, yeah, the yeah. night you've worn them. Yeah. And then we went out and Kim dropped us in town. And I think we went to a courtyard and we were just getting absolutely smashed. But it, it was so off the cuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, John got, Cockney John got far too drunk to meet anyone. So it, it defeated the object. Uh, but at least he got a nice outfit out of it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so one thing that will, will live up to expectations, I'm sure, it will be the book. Uh, and again, we can't go an episode without mentioning it. So please do carry on pre-ordering the book. It's been amazing. Just over this bank holiday weekend, we got back up to like 25 in the Amazon chart, which is amazing. Um, loads of people asking questions. We're sorting everything out uh, as we go along. Obviously, the priority now is getting the final edit done. We, we, we're on to our second draft now. We've had the initial feedback from the publishers who were really, really impressed. So questions like, uh, will there be an audio book? Yes, absolutely. It would be criminal for a podcast not to have an audio book uh, version of, of the book. So that's obviously going to come in due course once we've got the final edits done. Will there be signed copies? Yes, we are working on that at the minute. So um, well, as soon as we know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know as well. Um, and, and like I say, just please keep sharing it. Uh, it's been amazing, all the support so far. Um, and yeah, can't wait for it. To, I mean, I, I reread some of it, obviously, when we got the edits back. And uh, like, because we wrote it during lockdown one. And so reminding myself of some of the bits, it is, it is really funny. So uh, yeah, you can go to the website to mrpspodcast.com. There's a link on there where you can where you can buy it, and also the tour as well. The Norwich show is now a sellout. We have uh, sold that one out, and actually, a few of the others are getting close to being uh, sold out. So please do not um, do not wait. Just get your tickets now. Uh, the Leeds one is the only one we're doing this side of summer. And then the rest will be in autumn. All the details uh, are on the website. Right. So let's get into some features. I think it's time. It's been a couple of weeks, but it's, a t it's time. It's time for a good old little rant. So let's hit the jingle for our first feature. I want to rant. Rant. 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 Tell me not to rant. Well, all I gotta tell you when you tell me not to rant, I say no. No. No, no, no. My rant this week. Uh, I'm picking a fight with a certain phrase that has been doing the rounds recently. And it's a phrase that has been uh, put towards me that I really don't like and I don't want to be associated with. And I'm picking a fight this week with this term, edu-celebrity, right? An edu-celeb. Now, I don't actually fully understand what one of these things, what, what it is or why it's a thing. Um, but one thing I want to make clear is I am not one. I don't want to be one. Um, 
And what's happened is there's been a couple of people who started labeling me as an edu celeb. And I think the, uh, what it does is it really riles people up the wrong way and has invited quite a bit of unwarranted negativity my way, uh, which I just don't really like. And I just don't think is, is, is needed, um, especially from fellow teachers and educators, you know, this idea of being an edu celeb is someone who's very self-indulgent, very uh, selfish and do, doing things in their, their, in their own self-interest. You know, I like to think I've become successful with everything that I've done. It's not what dri- that's not what drives me to do what I do. Like the, the, from the moment I started sharing ideas online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that, the sole why behind doing what I do is to help people. Like I want to try and help as many teachers as possible and subsequently then help lots of other students. So with all the IT support, all the tech training that I do, um, someone said a few years ago, they said, it must be really good to do what you do. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, when you're a classroom teacher, you only get to inspire 30 children. But when you're doing this, where, you know, through social media and through these training sessions, you're able to inspire hundreds of teachers, you're then having an impact on thousands of children. That stuck with me ever since and been a real driving force behind what I do. I don't do the Instagram, Facebook, all of that for likes and engagement and this, that, and the other, because I don't care about that sort of stuff. Don't get me wrong, it's a nice little byproduct, and I'm never going to turn away someone who's, oh, can I get a selfie? All that sort of stuff I love, don't get me wrong, but that is not why I do what I do. And I just wanted to make that clear, because this phrase of, you know, being an edu celebrity, I think create make, makes makes people think I'm just a, quite a self-indulgent prat, and I don't think I am. And um, I don't like it and I don't want to be associated with it because I just don't even think it should be a thing. Like equating the amount of followers you have to worth is, is ridiculous. I like to think that I have the platform I have and I've built that platform not by chance, not by luck through a lot of hard work because I hopefully add a bit of value to people's lives, whether that be through ideas that people can use on their, on the, in their classrooms, or whether it's just a funny post that makes someone smile. And when I get messages like that, when I get messages off teachers who are struggling and I get them re- so often, you know, struggling or, and, and they've watched a video or they've even listened to the podcast, the podcast, again, we do this podcast, not for our own benefit. Don't get me wrong. I love it and I enjoy it. And it's great for my well-being. But that's not the sole reason we do it. I I do it because I know it helps other people as well. All I want to do is try and help people. And I can't be everyone's cup of tea. I know that. My life lesson, you know this, Adam. Not everyone's going to like you. You're not Nutella. That's fine. I know that. And and another thing that people say is, you know, what, what people think of you is none of your business. Completely understand that. And I actually quite like that as a phrase. But then when people take to a public platform to say that, you can't help but be sort of, you know, not hurt by it, but just sort of disappointed, really. So, Edu Celeb, get in the bin, along with other stuff that I've slagged off before, the word outstanding, that sort of stuff. It's not a thing. I don't want it to be a thing. You know, I, if, if that was a case, if I was all about myself and I was all about, you know, whatever can benefit me, I'd have, I'd have sold my soul years ago. 
And, and this is the thing. There's been so many times where I've had to bite my tongue because I see people quite blatantly rip my stuff off, take my ideas and sell it for themselves, even win awards using ideas that I've worked my backside off on. And I bite my tongue because I just hope that most majority of people see through it and will call it out when they see it and know where the originality has come from. And I put that trust in people because I, my life, I, I've not got time for the negative, even though I've just spent five minutes ranting about it. I just want to put that out yeah. there. You know what I mean? I, I, rant. I, can, done. I can tell, I can tell that you're frustrated. And I, <laughs> when a rant is coming deep, because you get that little line in your forehead, which wasn't there a few years ago. So you, you get that, that, you know, that line that you could probably put a playing card in and it'd stay there. Um, Got that on your head. Need a bit of both. It's time. It's time for me to put the old Phil Mitchell hat on. As I'm the Phil to your Grant, (laughs) I'm the guy who plays Phil Mitchell to your Ross Kemp because I don't know (laughs) what the guy's name is. And then at the end of the day, you know, Steve McFadden. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know the the edges. I I think. People, it, I think a lot of the time when people have a go at you, it's just a, a just a pure case of jealousy. It's as simple as that. Listen, I, I, you know, we work very closely together, and like when you're talking about the podcast, all the stuff that's come from the podcast. The I, mean, I always say this when we do like a live show or the live episode, I'm just constantly in shock. Like as in, I never when you first came up with, uh, or say you came up with when we jointly came up with, but when you first said to me, Oh, you should start a podcast, you know, the last thing I was thinking was, Oh my god, if this goes well, we'll get a book and we'll go on shows, tours. All I thought you said to me, I rate it might help people, I rate it might be a, a good laugh, it might even be a good chance for us to just catch up because we, we obviously, you were very busy, I worked yeah. full time, had the kids, we didn't have much time. And it was kind of just like, yeah, right. Obviously, everything that's happened since with the popularity, the, the the pod community and stuff. I said this in a post when when the when the uh, the podcast group hit nineteen thousand. The the actual podcast community and the groups and the posts and the interactions and the shows and all that. That's just that's the stuff that I'm most proud of. Mm. You know, it's the book is going to be amazing, and I can't wait. But the book wouldn't happen if the amazing people who are listening to this right now didn't enjoy it and uh, i i'd give yourself more credit you just ignore the no, absolute no, i mean the thing is it's, it's the one percent in it it's the one percent 99 percent of people yeah, but the 1%, are amazing I, and the and and it is what it is i can't control what people think if people think i am an edu celeb that's on them i just wanted to say i don't want to be i'm not i'm just a teacher and a proud one of that and someone who wants just, to help yeah, no, and that's a hundred percent what you are, and that's what I meant to say before. Is you are like you pride yourself on, you know, the messages you receive about helping people, and we always say about the podcast. You know, when people are saying they're going through rough times and they've lost people, especially during the past year or so, yeah. And then they say like, oh, the only thing that brought a smile to my face was the podcast. That's worth more than anything, and that and that's not just me BSing because I don't BS. But one thing I do want to say is, if you're seen as an edgy celeb does that mean that i'm an edgy celeb because personally personally i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) well maybe when the book's out maybe when the book's out but yeah i'll take it (laughs) i mean yeah it you know i just wanted to 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 have a bit of a a bit of a rant and i know people hate the rants 
I know some people don't like the podcast. I can't do anything about it. Just, you know, just keep it to yourself. Why are you listening <laughs> then? Why are you listening if you don't like it, you arseholes? <laughs> no, but it's just like, it's the downside of social media, isn't it? Everyone, like, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. And most of them are full of shit. Uh, anyway, right. Oh! <laughs> Did you hear that from that edgy celeb? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to regret saying that now. Uh, you'll just be like, oh, is he an edgy celeb? Anyway, right. So let's get into some features now. Let's put all that behind us. Let's get to the good stuff, the meaty stuff of the episode. Um, right. So we've had our starters. We've had our entrees. Now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. So I'm going to start off with some teacher injuries. Let's play the jingle. Late night, limp home, work sucks, I know. I got injured in my school, and now I feel like a fool. Say it ain't so, I will not go. Saturday and E, I want to go home. Right, so these teacher injuries <laughs> uh, um, are actually from a, a, another post that I put up. Um, I put it up on Saturday, which was, you know, what's the weirdest, most... I'd seen it on another group, and I, I thought, oh, I, I bet I could get some more stories to add to it. And it was what's, like, the weirdest, most pointless feedback you've ever had on a lesson observation. Now, I've, only, I've not been able to read through all the comments because, again, there's been over 1,000, 1,600 comments and I'm sure there's some absolute gold in there. So when I do get a minute, I will look through. But these ones, <laughs> just because they were injuries, and to add a little spice, the fact that they happened during lesson observations, I think make them absolutely gold. So first one, um, I'm going to give her a shout out, Rachel, um, because you know she's commented, so I think she's okay. Uh, or saying that. So I tripped over in a lesson observation once, fell completely over in an aisleway. I got up and carried all, <laughs> carried on, only discovering in A and E later that I'd fractured a bone in my foot. I was only given good. <laughs> I was fuming. I broke bones for that observation. <laughs> and what I love about this is, you know, it's bad enough having an accident like that in class normally, but being observed just makes it. And then there's been loads of comments underneath. So Cheryl then says, glad it's not just me. <laughs> in my first observation as an NQT, I had a freak accident with a mini whiteboard and broke three fingers. <laughs> I grinned through it, but I had to go and get them checked in the afternoon. <laughs> do you know when like you do, do you know when you do like a high five to get your class to pay attention? <laughs> when she did it, it was all the kids like, oh God, <laughs> Miss, your fingers are hanging off. A high two. <laughs> Miss, why are you swearing? <laughs> yeah, peace, man. Save the trees. <laughs> what, what, um, what is a freak accident with a mini whiteboard? I mean, I've got an imagination, but I can't even picture what actually goes up. I mean, how how do you break three fingers with a mini whiteboard? 
Is it? Are we talking, are you talking about them like little rectangle, them little rectangle, little white things? Yeah. So unless it's one of them that has like the heavy edges round. Like yeah, like the wooden frame. Yeah, that, that might have been it. It might have been that. Rachel but again, Pond- though, again, though, it's like, I, like I'm trying to, to rack my brain to think, how could you possibly break three? And I'd be interested to know. I mean, you're guessing the, the little finger, the um, the wedding finger, and then the, in, uh, what's, oh, the middle finger. Do you know what I mean? It's got to yeah. be that, those three, hasn't it? Because <laughs> unless she's made an Owen, she didn't, she's broke three and one's a thumb. Because really, babe, you've broke two <laughs> fingers and one thumb. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, uh, Rachel comes back with, oh my goodness, I got my foot caught in, I got my foot caught in a student's bag. <laughs> Classrooms are deadly places to be. Then Haley comes in. <laughs> this is going on. I taught a whole lesson with a staple in my thumb <laughs> whilst being observed. I taught a whole lesson with a staple in my thumb. We're stupidly nervous. <laughs> We're stupidly nervous fiddling with a stapler. <laughs> Blooming hurt to get it out too. And it had started to heal around it because she'd left it in for the whole lesson observation. Oh my god! It's like, uh, like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rate you good uh, because unfortunately all the children's work's covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> right, children. Uh, let's just have a show of hands. Thumbs up if you enjoyed today's lesson. Oh my god! <laughs> just like the staple. Oh, yeah, god. but it's like that. It's like you know, um, is it in Friends where Joey Tribbiani's giving some lessons on how to act? Like, um, and he says, you know, when you're confused, do smell the fart. Smell the fart acting, yeah. yeah. And he says, when you need to cry, just put your hand in your pocket and start plucking hairs. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's what she needed to do. I wonder whether she was doing a lesson on something really emotive. And she was like, right, I need to get in the zone. I need to be really on, you know, on the brink of tears. I know what I'll do. I'll get the stapler. <laughs> Kablamo! <laughs> just the whole lesson with a, with a staple in your hand. Staple oh your thumb like, so what do you think about whales in <laughs> captivity? <laughs> Miss, why are you crying? I'm just so glad you got the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, it's still going on. During observation in my teacher training year, I managed to give myself a paper cut sticking something in a child's book. The very the little boy very loudly says, I'm bleeding, miss. There's blood on my book. He then lifts his book in the air. I had to quietly tell him he wasn't bleeding and then hide the fact that I was bleeding. (laughs) 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 Still going on. I I fell off the stool turning the projector on at the start of a lesson observation. Badly winded myself, carried on in agony. And later, a trip to A&E had two broken ribs. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you what. Being winded, I don't think anyone gives it the kind of credit. It is one of the grimmest things when you get winded. <laughs> but to do it in class, because you can't get your words out, if you'd have clicked the projector on, and obviously, it's in it. When you're in class and you just need to do a 10-second thing of yeah. just, like, turning the projector on or whatever, you know that the class are going to start talking. 
So yeah, when yeah. you click the projector on, you would have had to have gone, right, guys, quiet down. So she'd just been like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> being observed as well. Uh, or someone yeah. at the back of the class. What's up, miss? <laughs> but I tell you what, no one can ever question the sheer dedication of school staff to, because at no point in any of those stories did the lesson have to be cut short. <laughs> they got through that lesson plan. They got through the observation and it was only afterwards that they realized they'd broken bones. That's is, is anyone else? Is anyone else imagining in the A&E waiting room and you've got three fingers McGee <laughs> sat there. You've got the McRibs and sat there as well. And then Staple Thumbs McGovern comes in. <laughs> so what lesson were you getting observed in? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. They, I mean, I've, that, that, that was the only one because it got the most likes. So it was like at the top of that post. I've not even looked at some of the other. That was just one little thread. So, um, yeah. And again, if you've had some, uh, well, either a teacher injury, observation or not, or you've just had some weird feedback from an observation, let us know because we will uh, we'll look through those and get, sh get sharing them on the next the next step. But, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were absolutely classic. Classic. Right. Um, yeah. Talking of classics, got a bit of a mank kid story for you. Um, oh yeah! So if you want to get the uh, if you want to get the the jingle ready for good old mank kid, yeah, I'll tell you what, he's popping his head up a lot, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's back with a vengeance after lockdown. You're breaking my fingers, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, we've had to do some uh, sort of little assessments in, in school recently. Uh, not like SATs, but like similar sort of papers, uh, just to, for us to get a bit of an idea of, you know, obviously where children are at, where we need to focus things as we move forward after all the lockdown and stuff. And um, <laughs> they're doing a maths paper. Now, uh, this could have easily gone into the category of, um, you know, strange or pointless things you only find in primary school. And it, it always happens in a SATS test. You get given a question and then there's a follow-up question that says something along the lines of show how you know, you know, show yeah, how you explain why explain how, you know, that's the answer. So, Question, question there. Man kids answered it wrongly, <laughs> incorrectly. Um, and then, <laughs> and then when it says explain how you know, he's simply written me clever in it. <laughs> <laughs> so grammatically incorrect, <laughs> but so mank. Me clever in it, <laughs> which is just, he also, which actually was very clever in an English paper. I think it was an English paper. Uh, you know, you get those questions where it's like uh, statements and you have to put true, false. You know, it's like a tick box sort of little chart and it'll be like a statement. Do you think that's true, false? You you've seen those sort of questions before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he decided to add an extra column right on one of these questions so it was true false and then he's put don't know 
and then ticked that box for a few of the statements, <laughs> which I thought was quite genius, to be honest, to adapt that is... the paper. Because technically, yeah. again, he's not wrong. <laughs> he just it's, genuinely no, doesn't it's, know. It's absolutely fair dues. That's the um, genius to him. In one breath, he's putting me clever in it. <laughs> and then the next question, he's adding columns to make sure he's not wrong. I, I mean, the kid is just unbelievable. And everyone, know, I think the reason why Mank Kid has become almost an icon is everyone knows a Mank Kid. Everyone's teaching a Mank Kid. And he represents <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the primary the question. Child. The question on everyone's mind listening to this is, is Mankid an edgy celeb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got this O right. And I don't, I know we're not doing O's on this app today, are we? Well, we can um, do. It's, it's, if you want, I'll play the jingle. Oh, <laughs> please do. <laughs> oh, what do know. When you terrible shout and you don't know what you're talking about everyone remembers what I know right so I got sent this on Instagram and if you don't follow to Mr. P's podcast uh, on Instagram make sure you do uh, it's run by myself so it's kind of just a bit silly uh, and loads of people are messaging and telling me the stories and stuff. And, and it's brilliant. I do do my best to try and kind of screenshot them and, and remember them all. But this one I got sent the other day and it had me laughing, right? So it's, I've been bursting to tell you guys this massive O all morning. <laughs> but I've had to wait until break time and it's killed me. <laughs> this morning I called at the shop to pick up some flowers for a colleague's birthday before work. Nice. And saw my head teacher. As I was on the phone to my mum with uh, with one hand and holding the flowers with the other, I couldn't wave, but I wanted to show that I'd recognised him by smiling, obviously with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't the O. I mean, it's it could just, it's could, just could, all in could the count. So it's really hard to tell someone's expression. So I reached for my mouth to mime that I was smiling. To my absolute horror, he must have thought I was blowing him a kiss. <laughs> and he blew one back. <laughs> I couldn't tell my mum for laughing and stood in the pots and pans aisle to compose myself <laughs> and wipe the tears streaming from my face. What made it funnier is every time I went to explain what had happened, he appeared no matter which aisle I was hiding in. <laughs> I've seen him twice already this morning and can't look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only way he could have made that better is if he would have caught the kiss and put it in his pocket, saved it for later. <laughs> <laughs> or done a Cupid, caught the kiss, then shot her a bow and arrow back. <laughs> oh, bless him. Awkward, <laughs> awkward as anything. Um, <laughs> talking of awkward, I have got a cringe story that I think is absolutely hilarious. So let's let's play the jingle for that. 
What did I say? I want to die For in my mouth I want to cry And that's what's going on Nothing's fine, it's cringe I'm all out of faith This is how I feel Embarrassed and ashamed Lying naked on the floor Right, so a quick little story here But one that I think you'll all enjoy So my junior year of high school I was at my tutor's house In the middle of the session Her husband called her To tell her their dog had died While he and his friends were camping She started profusely crying on the phone And once she hung up Instead of asking me to leave she said that she was glad I was there to take her mind off it. I guess I was glad to help, but God, I've never been so uncomfortable <laughs> while working on my math homework while she was wiping away her tears. <laughs> I mean, obviously, rest in peace to that dog, but I'm thinking about how awkward and cringy it must have been <laughs> for that kid <laughs> to be working through his maths. <laughs> Um, is that the right answer? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Fluffy, Fluffy used to know all the right answers. Oh, oh, oh bless you, bless you. Well done for keeping it together there. I don't know if I would have been able to. So, yeah, right. We've also got some uh, disgusting things. Is that right? Yeah, I've got some disgustings. Right, so let's uh, play the jingle for that. Oh my god, that's disgusting! Oh, proper disgusting! Well, there's some money, yes. It's been a while since we've done uh, some disgusting, so here we go. And remember, guys, if you are eating, I strongly suggest um, you don't uh, <laughs> yeah. take a break. <laughs> don't here have we a go. Um, a child was sick in my lap. Nice. I was so covered. I couldn't move. Oh, I mean, that is, that is so grim. And it's like, yeah, it's basically like being sat down with a washing up bowl and yeah. you can't move or it'll go over the edges. Grim. We had, we had a child pull their pants down and poo in the playground once. <laughs> At one with nature. Uh, oh, so, so same woman here. Oh, and a little boy had a wee in our garden. Because he does it in his. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't really, I can't really speak on that because I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't mind an outdoor wee. I have to be honest with you. Unless it's windy. Especially, especially when I'm drinking. If I'm having a few, a few tinnies, just a little, a little, a little grid wee is, um, you know, it's what I'm all about. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> this disgusting feature isn't about me, guys. Let's move on. Um, then this is funny. So this is like a conversation. All right. So Laura. Okay. Yeah. Tags her friend Claire and yeah. says the time I came into your classroom and had to sit on the chair in the middle of the room that was covering a poo. Claire <laughs> replied. I talk about this all the time. <laughs> then another girl replied. I need to know this story. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so then Claire replies, a child did a poo in the middle of the carpet and I was on my own. So I put a chair over it to stop anyone stepping in it. One of the kids kept moving the chair. 
So then Laura arrived. I asked her to sit on the chair so I could go and get stuff to remove it. <laughs> so someone did a massive dump in the middle of their, their carpet. She's put a chair over. Kid keeps moving the chair. She's basically got a TA or co-worker. She's going to bump herself down on the chair. So basically, you know, it's not a pot of gold. She's protecting a, a pot of poo. And, uh, and then the best is the woman who asked to know the story just replied with, <laughs> typical day then. <laughs> Bit of an anti-climax, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, I think we'll... Um, shout out again to the old, to the old EYFS crew. Uh, I mean... Well, look, know, did, they, gets... did they specify what year it was? Could have been any year. Could have been yeah. year six. No, but if you... I mean, if you... No, I mean... No, <laughs> no, <laughs> surely didn't specify, but I'm I'm giving a shout out to the EYFS crew anyway, yeah. because you put up with some disgustings and and uh, you know I love the stories. I yeah. love keep I love them coming, them keep out. them coming. So, uh, yeah, right. I'm going to finish the app with this one, which is a bit of a hybrid. It's funniest school story, but at the same time, a little bit disgusting. So June time, June time, the weather was blazing. I mean, we're setting it up, <laughs> setting it up well. Um, everyone was eager to go to lunch and sit on the grass outside. Time seemed to be dragging as everyone urged the clock to go faster and the school bell to ring. I mean, this is, this is, it's a lengthy one, but worth it. I was sat in French class behind this large, oh, sorry, behind this quite large, arrogant guy who always managed to pick on someone in some way or another. But this one particular day, he looked rather uncomfortable, shaking his leg up and down. So we're clearly talking about secondary here because they're in French, right? Yeah. Wouldn't stop rocking on his chair. He put his hand up and said he needed to go to the loo. But the teacher insisted he wait until the bell went. Anyway, a few minutes passed. He carried on rocking and suddenly he sat still, just frozen still with the most worrying facial expression on his face. The whole class started to fill with the aroma of poo. Or fart. <laughs> we didn't know at that point. Um, sure enough, he had let one of the most horrendous smelling farts off. The class was boiling due to the summer heat. So this made the smell worse. People started smelling it. The sound of ooh. And oh my God, and I'm going to puke, surrounded the room. I was almost, <laughs> I was almost heaving. I could taste this horrid smell, let alone have to waft, <laughs> have it wafting up my nose. <laughs> the writing here is brilliant. Fast forward a few moments later, the dinner bell rung. Before the teacher could even dismiss, of, dismiss us, he was off, jumped up from his chair in the biggest hurry and ran out the door. I caught a glimpse of the back of his trousers. He must have split them somehow, or maybe when he did the fart. <laughs> this is when I and the rest of the classroom discover it wasn't just a fart. He had followed through. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm focusing on one thing and one thing only, and that's <laughs> Ben Shitters. The, the grey chair he was sitting on 
now was decorated with a fresh brown poo stain. He had shit himself, basically. <laughs> I think we've worked that one out. <laughs> you don't say. Just for clarification, just if we weren't clear, I can still remember the smell to this day. <laughs> I love the level of detail. <laughs> We rushed out of class desperately trying to escape the smell and the sight of poo on the chair. And we see him rushing out of the toilets at the end of the corridor into the principal's office. I'm still heaving at this point. So I make the mistake of going into the toilet and it's there in the sink. He must have been in a hurry. The school bully who thought he was above everyone else had in fact done a poo in the sink. The smell was overwhelming. I don't know how many times the smell has been mentioned, but I really get a sense that it was horrendous from this. <laughs> it's like a 4D story. <laughs> I can smell it now. Get your 3D glasses on. <laughs> um, the smell was overwhelming. I ran outside heaving and trying not to vomit. I understand he could have maybe been poorly, but the sink... Question mark, exclamation mark. An interabang is, is what that's called. Anyway, fast forward to the next day, and there is a school assembly about the discovery in the sink the, next, the previous day. The principal is explaining that it's totally unacceptable, and as it's the second time it's happened in our school, and how we are human beings, not animals. Safe to say, I heard receding footsteps, and there he is walking out the doors, and was nowhere to be seen for the rest of the day, or the next two days. Passed by him on a Friday on my way to class, asked him nicely, you feeling better now after your poo incident? Never heard a nasty comment, comment from him ever again. <laughs> that story was so good, I was expecting, and it was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> At the end... Uh, my do you know what my favourite bit of that was? Was when he on. said something about the facial expression on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that was a that was a pleasure to read. That was an absolute pleasure to read. And you know, there's a there's a message in there is to be nice, to be nice to other people because if you're going to go around bullying, then you know if you have a dod dodgy stomach, no one's going to come to your aid. No one's going to be there to... to, to true. It, you know, if you can take anything from two Mr. P's in the podcast is you can be anything in this world, be kind, because if you're not kind, you might shit your pants. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then and the gonna... joke's on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> on one hot summer's day in French, you might follow through and there'll be no one there to help you. There'll be no one there to help. I mean... You know, the girls, if you were friendly to the girls, they might have got a bit of, you know, deodorant out or spray. Or remember back in the day, the, the lads who used to smoke at school used to always have a Lynx can on hand to spray yeah, the yeah. hands. You know, that could have got, you know, blasted out. But no one's going to defend your honour. No one's going to come to your aid if you're not nice to other people. So I have to be honest, though. They made the smell seem so bad that you could have been the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> and I don't think people would have gone near it. <laughs> The fact it split his pants. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, what for us? They must have been on the last legs of the pants. There's no <laughs> way he's tearing through them. <laughs> the veracity 
that that must have come out to rip the pants. <laughs> uh, anyway, Amazing. I hope he's recovered. I hope he's all right. And now he's prime minister. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. He really did sink to a new low. <laughs> you never lived it down. You know, let that sink in. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. Who right. in the sink? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, lost that last one. <laughs> oh, Brill. Right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, listening, or not tuning in, just listening. We, uh, as always, really do appreciate all your support, all your love. It means the absolute world. Um, yeah, do get involved. Go over to the podcast group, share anything you come across that might give us a laugh. Go to the website. Uh, share your stories. Um, those injuries have been great. Anything like that, anything that you think will give us a bit of a giggle. And uh, yeah, please carry, carry on pre-ordering the book, leaving your reviews on Apple Podcasts. And um, yeah, we've hopefully got another little treat for you before before the end of this week with another Chimwag episode. Um, and then we'll be back with our next episode next week. Get your tickets for the live tour. Everything you need to know is on the website, to mrpspodcast.com. Anything to add, Adam? No, just have an amazing four-day week now. And, uh, yeah, let's hope for better weather and take care of yourselves and each other. Nice one. See you soon. 